Hey dolls, before we jump into the show today, you all know how much I appreciate and love when you send me a review of this podcast. It means the world to me. It helps me get my show out to many more people to give them hope and encouragement to keep on climbing. And today I want to read a review from Abundant Mom Life. And she said, I love Kelly's style of teaching and as a busy working at home mom boss who is over 40, I can relate with the struggle to maintain a healthy weight and care for my overall wellness without being overwhelmed in doing so. Such great wisdom and tips for mom like me, for moms like me. Well, I just want to thank you so much, Miss Abundant Mom Life, and I appreciate this review. And if you want to be featured on my show and have me read your review, scroll down under my podcast and you'll see the ratings and review, and you can leave me one right now. Press pause, leave me a review. It is so appreciated. I love you so much. Thank you for tuning in and enjoy this amazing show today. Welcome to Addicted to the Climb. I am your host, Kelly Tyen. As a faith-fueled health and transformation coach, author, and breast cancer survivor, my mission is to provide you with the wisdom, the tools, and all the success tips that I've learned along my own journey in health, fitness, faith, and personal development. Plus, you'll hear some incredible and inspiring conversations that will motivate you and empower you to keep on climbing no matter what you're going through. Let's buckle up to start a brand new climb together and start showing up differently as we work our way to the top. Right now, this is your time to take in all the positivity and all the blessings that God has for you. So let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome back to another week on Addicted to the Climb. I hope you guys are finding something challenging enough that you're climbing towards right now because spring and summer are right around the corner and I want to keep you focused on that. So let me know what you're climbing towards. Well, today I have a special guest and I'm so excited for you to meet her. Her name is Gabe Cox and she is a faith-based author podcaster, coach, and the founder of Red Hot Mindset. She helps faith-fueled women use their passions to enhance their productivity and spiritual growth so they can go after their God-given goals. As an avid runner, she uses that interest to explore ideas around clarity, goal-setting, strategic planning, simplicity, and faith. Her mission is to help women realize their gifts, hone their skills, and get crystal clear on their calling. She does this through her one-on-one coaching courses and podcast by encouraging women to step into the fire of refinement so God can mold and shape them to come out stronger and ready to take action where he is leading. Her books include Mind Over Marathon, Taking Goals from Start to Finish in the Race of Life, and the Lemonade Stand 2 Anthology and Victory Run, which is coming out soon, right around the corner, maybe by the time this show comes out. Super excited to have you, Gabe. So welcome to the show. 
Yeah. Thank you, Kelly, for having me. It's so fun to get to connect again. It is. And Gabe and I met through another social media platform, which is so cool. I love that I get to meet so many fabulous Christian women so we can share each other's story, help other women to feel empowered, build their confidence, and just keep them climbing. Right, Gabe? I mean, this is what life's all about. This is what we're out to do. So it is exciting for us to be able to share your story. But before I jump in, I want to start with a few fun questions. And I love doing this. What are you, a coffee or a tea drinker? I love this. I knew you were going to ask me that. And I'm neither. Neither? (laughs) Wait a minute. (laughs) I never heard that. I actually loathe coffee and I can't even stand the smell of it. So when I walk out of a coffee shop, I love coffee shops, but when I walk out, I need to shower. That's how bad I, I don't like coffee. Um, I wish I did because I need that energy, right? But um, tea, I like a spiced tea, but usually my preference is a hot chocolate. Wow. You are the first person. I mean, what am I on? Episode 108 or whatever. No one has ever said that. So that is interesting. So when you wake up in the morning, do you make hot chocolate even in the summer? No, it's just actually, yes, because not in the summer. Um, so after I work out and run, instead of making a smoothie in the winter, I make a hot chocolate protein shake. So it has my protein and my greens and it's like a mint chocolate green and then like collagen. Mm -hmm. So it's really actually good. You just, you know, shake it, put it on the stove till it heats up. It's that's my kind of hot chocolate. That sounds amazing right now, especially right now we're in the cold temperatures up here in Boston. So that sounds delicious. I need to try it. You'll have to send me exactly what you do. Okay. Next question. I always, well, I change them time to time. What is your favorite meal? What, what kind of food do you love? Well, I would say chicken fettuccine Alfredo, because I just love pasta. I love bread. It's really bad. Um, but I've, I've found I have some sensitivities, so I've worked to uh, eliminate a lot of different things out of my diet. But um, outside of that, what I can eat, I love making myself sweet potato fries with real sweet potatoes. And I put a little paprika and sea salt on it and I just bake them until they're a little crispy, but you know, not too much. And that's the only way I eat sweet potatoes, but I love them. That sounds amazing as well. I'm a huge sweet potato person. I love them. I make them every single week. They're like candy, God's candy. I tell people all the time, just try them, put a little cinnamon, delicious and healthy, right? Absolutely. Next, are you reading? Do you have a favorite book right now that you're reading? So I don't know if I have a favorite book, but right now I'm reading, it's called um, Live Not By Lies. And I can't remember who the author is, but it's actually a really good book. So I'm having a hard time reading it because I read at night and it's one of those that you have to take time to digest and really mm-hmm. focus on. Mm-hmm. But it's really about how Russia became communist and like stories of Russians who lived through it and Uh, different things like that. So I just find it very fascinating because I feel like in the world that we live in, it's, it's interesting to, to learn about all the other, other places and, and to make sure that here in America, we don't let that happen. Right. Exactly. That's interesting. Okay. Last question is, do you have a favorite Bible verse? I do. And I actually was listening to one of your latest interviews and she has my favorite it's Proverbs. Um, three, five through six, but I want to share 
Romans 12 too. This would be my other favorite because it's the foundation of my business as well. And it's do not conform any longer to the pattern of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Love. I love that so much. That is, that's one of my favorites too. There's just too many, right? There are many, but you know, during each stage in our life, you can apply certain ones that just help you get through that specific stage. And that's why I just love asking people their favorites because I actually forgot about Rome, that one. And the Proverbs one I just read this morning on one of my lives I did inside my faith, fuel and fitness group. So that's funny that you mentioned that one first. All right, Gabe, let's jump in. I'd love for you to share your story. Tell my listeners who you are, um, how you started your journey in faith, actually. I'd love to hear a little bit about that. Were you always a Christian? And what led you to doing what you're doing today? Oh, so much. Okay, so right now I am a mom of three boys. I have one in elementary, one in middle school and one in high school. So all different seasons there. And I've been married for 16 years to my best friend. Um, and we now live in Colorado, which I love. We're Minnesotans really at heart because we both grew up in Minnesota, lived there forever, just moved. Um, and my older two are competitive gymnasts. So we some essentially moved for a gym, but we also my husband, Josh, and I are drawn to the mountains. So we were like, let's take advantage of this because we'll never do it if we don't do it now. Right. So it was kind of a leap of faith, but, um, you know, growing up, I would say I was, I've always been a Christian in some form. I remember sitting with my dad with my little tiny pink Bible when I was five years old, um, asking Jesus to be my Lord and savior, you know, so it, I definitely grew up in a Christian home, but I feel like it took me a journey to develop my faith and make it my own and to really hone it myself. Uh, I did. I felt like I had expectations to live up to. I felt like there, it was very rules-based and very like, you do this, you do this, you do this. And it, you know, don't mess up. Right. And so, um, so on my journey, I feel like I had, everyone has their rebellious years in some way. Well, I had some really good rebellious years. I would say my, um, a year or two in high school and then college, I started kind of working my way out of that because I was like, all right, I got to figure life out. It's about that time. Right. But, um, but really in college, I, well, and it probably started before college, but I started finding myself spiraling down into a pretty deep depression and didn't realize that's what it was. But um, because a lot of people, if you look at me on the outside, especially back then, you'd think I'm the life. I was the life of the party. Like I love people. I'm super social. You would have never known. I was just very good at hiding the pain that I felt or the loneliness that I felt. Um, and so I also started forming an eating disorder and really an exercise disorder, because it was kind of one of those things. It wasn't like I wouldn't, I, so sometimes I wouldn't eat. Like if I didn't work out, I didn't eat that day. Um, and if I, if I did eat, then I'd just work out to compensate for it. Right. So it was kind of like, there was a binge component and a anorexic component to it, but it was just my form of control. So I learned to control um, you know, life through my eating habits in a way. And so um, I just was on that journey and finally had a breaking point my junior year of college. 
where I just, I was having these thoughts just that I didn't want to be here anymore. And I, as a Chris, like growing up in a Christian home, you just don't do that. You know, that's not right. That's not, you know, it's not from God. It's not the promises he has for your life, but it doesn't matter. Those feelings are real. And I would have never known that I was going to experience it, but I did. And thank God that I reached out for help. And I did, I called the, the human services on campus or, you know, the mental health services. And they were like right before Christmas. And they're saying, well, we really don't take on new clients right before a break. And I like melted just on the phone, just melted. And they said, they were very wise. And they said, you need to come in right now. And I got the help I needed. So I went on this different journey and it was a personal development faith journey, um, with, and at the time medication, because I think God supplies that for us too, at times. Um, and so, it just, it took me on this whirlwind experience and um, really helped draw me closer to the Lord. And I feel like it was a great way for me to find my faith base and to really understand what does it mean to be in relationship? What does it mean to have a faith? And um, what are the promises that we get to cling to being his, his children? And so, yeah, I think that that's, that's kind of one of the things that developed me um, at an early age. And now I, I think about it because it has shaped who I am now um, and kind of led me to want to share the message of, um, you know, we really aren't, we really aren't enough or worthy um, of, of anything. Like I think um, as women, we have this sense of, we want to be feel worthy. We want to feel like we're enough. We want to feel like we can do all for everybody, but really on our own, we can't. And it's really through Christ who strengthens us. It's through him who we are his worthy through him. We are enough through him. And if we remember that, that we don't have to be that, that he is that, and he supplies it for us, then um, it really changes our perspective in everything that we do. Mm, I love that. And it's, it's amazing your story of how God really, I think as if we grow, you know, grow up in a Christian home that, like you said, it doesn't mean everything's perfect. Everything's going to go right. We all find our way at points in we're in low points and high points, but I feel he always draws us back in somehow, some way. And I say that for the moms out there, pray over your children, never stop praying over them. If you plead the blood of Jesus over your children and you're going through a rough time, just believe they'll come back because Gabe's story is a story of turning a trial into a triumph just like my stories that you guys have heard in the past and through my podcast. But I think it's, you know, keeping your faith strong and you leaned into your faith, Gabe, at the lowest moments that you were going through. But I also know you turns to exercise, right? Am I correct mm -hmm. in saying through everything you were going through in those low moments? Is that when you turned to movement or running, I should say? Yeah, I've always been athletic. So I've done lots of different sports. Basketball was my sport in high school. When I moved to college, I was going, how do I stay fit? What do I do to kind of get that movement? And so that's when I started running. And it's funny because I used to have a love-hate relationship with it. It's uh, like the anthology that I'm a part of, the chapter is called Running for My Life. And it's because running has meant different things in different seasons for me. And I used to hate it. Like in basketball, I said, well, I have the ball to keep me occupied. So I'm okay running here, right? And so then I took it up because it was one thing I could do. And, um, and I did it at that point to stay fit. 
And then as I started developing these issues, it became that control. And um, so when I was like, oh, I can, I can help kind of monitor my weight based off of how much I do and how much I work out, then it became that kind of idol and fixation for me. Um, and through that season, I still, I'm so thankful for running. Like, I'm so glad I found it because now I've changed it. It became, when I became a mom, it became my peaceful time. It was like me time and my time where I could either go out with friends for a run or reflect and, and find revelations. Like God speaks to me when I run. I feel like maybe it's because I'm just being quiet. Um, and then it was also a way that I started learning how to form goals. That was my first way of um, really going after something was through running goals. And it, God helped me to see how can I create these? How can I do these? And why is it important to even have a goal? So it's, it's shaped myself in different seasons. Running has been different things. I can relate so much because exercise has done all of that for my whole life as well. Like it's gotten me through the death of my mother. It's gotten me through dealing with my breast cancer diagnosis. I really tapped into movement and just you know, putting my mind in a different place. And I can't even stress it enough. You guys, I know I'm a fit coach and I've been coaching in the fitness industry for years, but when you're going through something, you don't understand the depths and the power exercise can actually have on you. It can take you from a place of rock bottom and just for some reason, the once you start moving, getting your body, those juices flowing, you start thinking differently, you're gaining more confidence. It can just take you out of the place that you're in. I truly believe that because I experienced it myself. And I know for you, it's just changed so much in your own life. And tell us about your book, Mind Over Marathon, because is that about running? Tell, give us a little, um, a little about it. Yeah, the title is a little bit tricky because people are like, oh, it's for runners. Well, it's not completely for runners, but I do have a running analogy in there. I love running analogies. And I think it's because everyone can relate to them. Even if you're not a runner, you understand running analogies. And so um, Mind Over Marathon, taking goals from start to finish in the race of life is about how can you find something that you're interested in? How can you find a goal? And why should you? Like, why should we dream? Why should we come up with these different aspirations? Um, like you have, you're, you do have the podcast, your business is addicted to the climb. Your book is addicted to the climb. So you understand this, like what's the importance of it. And then, okay, we have this goal, but how do we take it for, to the finish line? Because there's no matter what in anything that we do, that's right. Like, especially if God has put a desire in your heart there, it's there for a reason. He wants to use you. Uh, to further his kingdom with it in some form or fashion, right? And so, um, but there are going to be trials that come. There are going to be tests. There's going to be giants. There's going to be things that get in the way because it's not easy. If it were easy, it wouldn't be considered a goal. I mean, you just have it, right? And so, um, so really the book is about my first big running goal was to qualify for the Boston Marathon. And it took a few times to do it but I take you on the journey of the mental mental training and the success principles that I use in order to be able to achieve it and how you can do that yourself um, as you go after your own goals. Mm. Tell us a little bit about the success principles. Give my listeners some tips, if, uh, if you will, 
You don't have mm-hmm. to dive in. You'll have to buy the book, guys, if you want to hear the whole thing. But and by the way, where can they find the book? Uh, you can find it on Amazon if you search okay. Mind Over Marathon Gabe Cox or even on my website at redhotmindset.com. Okay, excuse the interruption, but do y'all want to age in reverse Are you looking to age in reverse in some way? I know you are. I found the golden product. It is called Liquid BioCell Collagen, and it is one tablespoon a day to reduce wrinkles, decrease dryness, improve your skin's hydration, increase your skin's collagen content, and improve your joint mobility which we all know as we're getting older, we have to keep our joints hydrated so we can move and exercise and work out and keep our inner body healthy. It's all about health from the inside out. Now, ladies, I know we want to really look our best in taking one tablespoon of day of this collagen works. I've tried many numerous products on the market. Take it from me. It is my favorite. I have been using this product for years. I'm not coming off it because I see the visible signs that it is working and I feel great. So my link in code is in the show notes. If you want to check it out, Liquid BioCell Skin Collagen. And it is my favorite product when it comes to hair, skin, nails, in lubrication of my skin and my joints. Now back to the show. But give us a few, you know, pieces of that so we can take something with us today. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that is an issue, especially for women, is we tell ourselves a lot of lies. Mm-hmm. Um, it, the mental battle is real. Like I think about it, even my kids are, my older two are competitive gymnasts. My oldest is an elite. And gymnastics is, I would say, I mean, it's a lot of physical, they, they do train a lot, but it's also like 80% mental because there's a lot of kids who now are at my oldest age are starting to quit. And I'm like, they were so good. They were, you know, top in the nation. Why are they quitting? And part of it is because they're getting into all these bigger skills and it's a fear factor. The mental piece is real. Or if you have an injury um, that takes you out for a time then the nerves of getting back into it, it's real. And so um, in Mind Over Marathon, I talk a lot about the mindset that we need to have. How do we shift our thoughts, like these lies that we tell ourselves that aren't from us, and how do we shift them to be promises or to be truths about who we are and about what we're capable of? And like I said, um, if you're a Christian, then you're capable through God. So the lies we tell ourselves, like I think about all the people, even in the Bible, like Moses had a stutter. He didn't want to go do what God called him to do, but God still called him. And so he calls us even as weak as we are to do something big. And because then we can't take the credit. Right. And so, um, some of the principles that we talk through is really developing that dream, developing your goal and that, and why, why does it really matter? Because in order to do something that's outside of our comfort zone, because a goal is outside of our comfort zone, you have to go take risks. You have to step out and do something that um, you don't really know how it's going to turn out. You don't know anything. You just, you just know that you want it. Um, but you have to be willing to do that. And in order to do that, you have to mentally 
prepare yourself for the fear that's going to come. Like there's a fear of unknown. There's a fear of failure. There's a fear of others. What are others going to think of me? And I think a lot of women struggle with that. We struggle with that self-doubt of, um, you know, I, should I, and especially as moms, should I go after this? I should be just taking care of my kids, right? Like I, I, there's that mom guilt. I can't do this for myself. Um, and so we talk a lot about building that and the why behind it, because for me, what I learned is my kids, I want my kids to understand how to win. I want them to understand how to have a goal and how to work it and how to work it through their faith and with God as the master planner. Mm -hmm. And if I'm not willing to do it myself and be their example, then they're not going to look to me. They're going to look to someone else. And I don't want them looking at anyone else, (laughs) you know? Um, So, and then we develop that why, because the why is the most important part. So what is that deep rooted why? And this is something that um, your listeners can think about throughout this week. It can be a challenge for them is think about what goal you have uh, or think about something that you, you just that's stirring in your heart. Maybe you don't even have a goal yet. So you just, you don't even feel ready for it. But if it's something stirring in your heart then start developing, why is, why would it matter for me to do this? Like, what is the, and not just, oh, it sounds like a cool goal. Like, I just think it would be cool to do it. Well, that's not going to get you out the door in order to really um, focus on it and to do the work that it's going to take to accomplish it. You need to have that deep reason. And for me, my reason was to be the example uh, because I said, one, I put it on, I made it about my kids which meant that I no longer was giving up on just myself if I didn't hit the goal. Now I felt like I was giving up on them. And so when you have that, something like that, that can pull you a little bit more and put that in front of you. Like I'm all, I'm one, I used to think you had to be all in, in whatever you did. Like, oh, I have a goal. I have to be all in. I can only focus on that. I have to think about it all day, every day. But as a mom, I can't do that you know? And so I thought I now am a big believer that I can put it in front of me so I can think about it. I can see it daily, but then it'll help me think what step could I do today Mm -hmm. to get me there? Even if it's five minutes. Wow. You just touched on so many things that I want to talk about. And because first of all, we're all afraid to fail because sometimes, you know, it's that just stops people dead in their tracks. So realizing that failure might happen, but you have to keep pressing on, moving forward, showing up so you can reach that goal. That's, that's number one, because everybody fails. I mean, think about it. Like you said, without a challenge, nothing's going to change. We might fail, but you have to keep going. We can't give up. And I love how you talked about being an example to your children. I think that if you are a mom right now, you know, failing is okay. They need to see you fail and start again and get on your feet and do it again. Maybe it's weight loss you failed at right now and you gained the weight back. That's okay. Don't be ashamed, the mom guilt, embarrassed. It's time to get on your feet and show your child that you're going to keep moving forward. You're going to choose healthier options. These are all your choices. So in order to move forward, failure happens and we have to recognize that, I think, in Knowing that you are, your children are watching you. I love that you said that because that's so me. I know my kids are watching me and I don't do everything perfect, but it also leads me into talking about balancing 
our lives as moms and entrepreneurs in our faith, in our fitness. I mean, it's a lot. So let's jump over to how do you, Gabe, balance it all? Because you have three kids at home right now that are probably watching you a lot more. You're homeschooling, aren't you? I am. My oldest is homeschooling this year. My younger two are in a charter school for the first time ever. Okay. I've, I've been homeschooling. This is my 10th year. So I'm all I know is them at home with me for the most part. And and then I also work outside of well, in the home, but outside of the home, I work for a couple entrepreneurs and I also run my own business. So I would say our life is, and then along with the whole driving, I feel like I'm a glorified Uber. <laughs> That's what I call myself. Yes. I'm a Uber that doesn't get paid. <laughs> Um, but I get paid and I love yous, I guess, and hugs. So that, I guess that works as a mom, I'd rather have that. But, um, but my oldest are in the gym about 25 hours a week. So they do two a day practices. So I'm driving there and back and there and back and different places. And, um, and so it's, you do feel like you're juggling so many different things. Mm -hmm. And one thing that I've come to realize, and we talked about this earlier is about, uh, moms feel like they need to be all for everybody. Like, honestly, I mean, that's my mentality. I've always thought that I've always been a yes woman. Like you put an opportunity in my way, I'll do it fine. Or if I, if it's a role I can fulfill, okay, sure. I'll do it. And, uh, I actually, a few years back, broke my ankle, slipped on black ice running. So I don't, I have to preface. I don't run on ice. Like I just don't. Okay. But I slipped on black ice, didn't know it was there. And it was almost like God was saying, stop. You are trying to do all the things and you're trying to do way more than I've called you to. You need to prioritize. You need to really sit back and think about what is it that is most important in your life in the season that I've put you in? Because every season is different, right? Sometimes we can hustle and sometimes we need to hustle, but then there's times where we need to slow down mm -hmm. and we need to know, okay, what's most important. And I'm still learning this. I feel like we're always learning this. Um, but I have decided I stepped out of a bunch of roles and it was right before we moved to Colorado, I had no idea we we're planning on moving, but if I hadn't said yes to doing those things and to simplifying, we wouldn't have been in a position to be able to do that. And so it's just crazy to see the thread, you know, of our lives and how it all uh, weaves together. And so I just, now I look at I have what we call a to-do list and I have a not to-do list. <laughs> I love it. And I love so um, I think it's the perfect day formula. That's the book that I learned of the not to-do list, but I've changed it to be my own. And really what that means is what am I not willing to do? And that, you have to ask yourself that on your goals too. What are you not willing to do? Because if you're not willing to do something, it doesn't mean you can't hit your goal. It means it might take more time. Right. You have to adjust and figure out what am I capable of? What's my capacity? But I'm I what my not to do list is what boundaries am I setting for myself? What things can I delegate? Like, I mean, as soon as my kids could do their laundry, I was just like, hallelujah. I only do like two loads of laundry a week because my kids can do their own and it's life changing. Right. So what can I ask for help with? You know, what are things that I don't have to do? And that's something that's been hard because like I said, I was a, I'm a people pleaser. I'm a, a recovered yes woman. So, um, so saying no to things mm -hmm. is hard, but that's, that's something that I've learned as I'm working to balance life and work. And the other thing to think about is work and life balance doesn't mean that everything is equal. It doesn't mean that you're spending the same amount of time at home, the same amount of time at work, 
Um, different seasons call for different things. And so balance really to me means is the atmosphere that I'm in peaceful? Do I feel at peace? And if I don't, then something's off. I think a lot of women overlook that completely because they're in that hustle harder movement and it gets a little insane, especially if you're on social media, trying to keep up with her in her business and her mothering. And I think you said it perfectly that sometimes you have to stop and rest maybe have some prayer time. I know for me, my morning routine is a little off right now. And so I feel off. So I think, you know, that hustle harder thing gets to me time to time because I feel like I'm not doing enough. I take on too much. I love how you said you have your kids do the laundry because that is something I personally, as a mom, I struggle with not just laundry, but I want to do everything. I have to cook, clean, put the dishes away, do the dishwasher, do the laundry. It's like, Kelly, what are you doing? You can ask for help. But sometimes as moms, we don't. And then we're exhausted and it's a snowball effect, right? Now we're over here running our businesses, we're interviews, podcasting, books. We got all the stuff going on, but we have to remember I think you have a very good key point that you said as women, even men, we need time to rest and recover or else we're going to be exhausting ourselves and we're never going to reach those goals that we want to reach because it's too hard. We, we run ourselves ragged. So I love that. And I've learned Gabe over the past, honestly, like year to two years, maybe to start resting more taking my morning time. I used to, I, do you have a morning routine? Because I just kind of started in co when COVID happened and I really started digging deep into my Bible, taking time with God, yet I was still feeling guilty because I was spending too much time, but yet he provided more time in the end, if that makes sense. So I just think that rest is, oh, it's just amazing what can come from that. And as mom's you don't have to hustle harder. You just don't. And I know that you know that as well. And we're both, you know, on the same page when it comes to that, taking our prayer time, increasing our faith. So God's walking that journey with us. And speaking about journey, you actually posted a quote. And I want to talk about this because I say the reward is the, you know, the journey and the reward is um, what is it? Uh, the joy is in the journey. That's it. And I think you wrote a quote. I wrote it down. Everyone wants to live on top of the mountain, but all the happiness and growth occurs while you're climbing it. And I love that so much because it ties into, you know, we all want to climb and get to the top and get there fast and hustle until we get there. But what about the happiness and the growth happening during the journey? Let's talk about that for a minute because your journey it wasn't easy for you your whole life. And I know that you've had your ups and your downs, but let's talk about how you found joy in your own journey. Talk yeah. about it. Well, and with that quote, so think about it this way. I love hiking. So this is also a great analogy, but um, we're always looking to the summit. So our plan is to get to the summit and it's great because there are such beautiful views there. And when you get to the top of the mountain, it's breathtaking. But when you get there, you realize you're there for like five minutes 
And so, I mean, it took you hours and hours. So really in our, in our journey, it took us years and years to get to this summit that we feel as a summit for us. And if all we're doing is focusing on that and not on the pieces that bring us to that place, we're missing out on so many more views, so many more perspectives. And so even when I'm hiking, I'm thinking about, I have to look down because I don't want to trip, but then I'm like, okay, stop for a second. Look around. What's, what's going on? What's, what, what can I take in now? Cause there's so many different views. And so I think about that with our journey and we can just hustle, 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 try to get to the summit, hit that goal and whatnot. But will we have had joy in doing that? I don't think so. Not if we're really think, not taking in where we're at at the moment. Because the thing about life in general is that we never arrive. We always are, we're striving for perfection and that's the wrong thing to strive for. We should strive for excellence. Like be excellent in what you do, yes. But don't strive for perfection. There's only one who's perfect, right? And that's Jesus. And so, um, but we'll never arrive. We're always gonna be growing. And if you're not growing, you're dying. I mean, that's the truth, because if you think you've arrived, then you're in trouble. You're in for some rude awakening because you haven't. We don't know enough. We'll never know enough. Um, We'll never have enough skills. You know, we'll never we'll never be that. That's just the way it is. But if we're willing to be a part of the journey and to grow through the journey, then um, we'll be able to look back like I want to go. I'll get to that summit and look back and go, wow look at how much I've changed, but we don't see it on the journey. We don't see ourselves changing because we're so close to ourselves. And I think this, this part of my journey was when, after I broke my ankle and I had to go through that recovery process. And it was a huge long process for me going from running six to seven days a week to running zero for six months and really almost a year. Cause I was like, running 30 seconds and walking five minutes for a long, long time, trying to get back to it. And I could have gotten so frustrated. And actually I was at that point where I had, I had a decision to make because the first thing I thought when I broke my ankle was I can't work out. I probably shouldn't eat. Like I went back to that place right now. Granted I had the tools. I knew how to overcome that and combat that mentally. But if I didn't, I would have gone right back to that place. And so it's like each, each trial and each challenge brings about a spot for growth. If we're willing, if that's how we see it, if we see it as a growth mindset, rather than as, um, I'm going to fail, right? Yes, we're going to fail, but let's see, how can I grow through this? What lessons can I learn through this? And I feel like God doesn't always bring the trials though. He does test us. He brings, sometimes he does. He stops us. Like, I think he stopped me and said no more, right? but um, he will use them to grow us so that we can get to the next point so that we can get to the next point so that we can get to the summit and see that beautiful view. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. I used to dwell on things so much and not enjoy my journey. And when I look back, like it's almost like if you don't stop and take it in, like you said, you're going to miss all the growth that can happen. And so we need to learn when we have a goal in front of us, enjoy the ride, realize what is happening all around you. Is your body getting stronger? If it's a fitness goal, if you're in the gym, you might not see results in a week, but listen, if you keep showing up and not worry about the outcome, I always say, release the outcome to God 
let him worry about the end, you know, the, the, the top of that summit, just keep going and enjoy your journey. Your body will change. Your mindset will get stronger if you keep showing up. That's the, the bottom line. And I just love that whole thing about the joy is in the journey because it's not just a frou-frou saying, it really truly is. And I know for me, I, my mindset has changed drastically when it comes to even my fitness. Now I'm enjoying working out now in a different way. I'm not striving to just lose five pounds. I'm like, you know what? I'm getting stronger as I get older. And I'm proud of that, even though, you know, I'm not, I don't have the 20 year old body I had back in the day, but that's okay. I'm getting stronger. I feel great. I'm enjoying my journey, but it took me a while, Gabe, to do that. So I love talking about that. I love helping women understand that as well, because sometimes they're just racing, racing, racing to that finish line. And like you said, we get there and then we're like, okay, now what? You know, it's okay. so thank you for sharing that. Well, I want to know about your title, Red Hot Mindset. Where did that come from? Tell us about your podcast. Yeah. Red hot mindset. Well, I have red hair, so <laughs> that might be the obvious version of red hot That's mindset. The obvious. <laughs> That's the obvious, but, and I had a little red hot club in college. So, um, we used to, you know, feel left out because the blondes and the brunettes always had the jokes the running stuff and everything and redheads got left out. So I had a little red hot club and you could only be in it if you're redhead. Yes. I segregated everyone. It's fine. <laughs> Anyway, um, but really what it comes to is really the verse I shared in the beginning, Romans 12, 2, and about um, not conforming to the pattern of the world and being renewed by um, renewing your mind. So you can really understand what God's perfect and pleasing will is for your life. And in order to renew our mind and, and really to find joy in the journey and growth, right, we need to be willing to step into the fire. And really the fire is the refinement process. It's God molding and shaping us and strengthening us so we can do the work that he's called us to, our calling work, really, so that when we come out, we can come out stronger. Mm -hmm. and, um, and so that's really where Red Hot Mindset came in. My goal is to help other women step into that fire of refinement. I don't do the refining. I can guide. I can help. But it's really God doing the shaping and molding. I love it. It's beautiful. It's such a beautiful, the whole thing. I love it so much. So if somebody wants to reach out to you, where can they find you? Uh, the best place is if you want to go to my website, redhotmindset.com, because you can find all the links to find me. Um, and then on Instagram, I'm Gabe Cox underscore redhotmindset. Perfect. Perfect. Make sure you guys reach out to Gabe. If you have any questions, if you want to connect, that's why we're here. And one last question, Gay, before we close is I always ask, so what are you climbing towards next, whether it's in your personal life or your business? Yeah. So I guess my next climb is finishing this book that I've been working on for three years. <laughs> I think that's my biggest struggle. I know I've always been called to be a writer. So I was probably in kindergarten. And I was thinking about this the other day because I thought right out of high school, I'd write a book. Well, uh, a lot of fears and a lot of things got to me and I didn't hit that. I was 36 when I released my first book. So I was, I would have been 18 in high school, right? So like it doubled that time. It took me to, to do that. 
first thing. So anyway, so I'm climbing toward the second full book of my own and loving that and just really trying to um, see where God is taking me next because he really gave me clarity in what I'm doing in my business and in my podcast and whom I'm serving. And so just seeing how I can help um, see that grow and really get the message out to those who, who need to hear it. That is so exciting. I'm so excited for you. I can relate to the book writing because my book, Addicted to the Climb, took me about three years to write. And I never really, I was never a writer. Oh my gosh. If my mom was here, I I, I dreaded writing anything. And so for me, I was trying to enjoy the journey of writing as difficult as it was, but yes, it's such a great accomplishment. So I'm so excited for you to finish this book. So everyone stay tuned, look at Gabe's website, her other book, Mind Over Marathon, check that out as well, and just connect with her, give her some love. And don't forget you guys, if you love this episode, this conversation, share it on social, tag us both so we know we truly would appreciate it. Well, Gabe, thank you so much for being here today. Do you have any last thoughts you want to leave us? I think the biggest thing is just don't believe the lies, you know, soak yourself into God's truths. If you feel a lie, go in the word and seek the truth because he has enough promises in there to last a lifetime. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you all so much for being here today. I hope you have a fabulous week ahead. And until next time, keep on climbing. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for being here every week because my goal is to always empower and inspire you so you can keep on climbing even when life gets tough. If you felt blessed today, it would mean the world to me if you subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And one of the ways you can help me is if you would leave me a five-star rating and a review. This is really how I can help more people just like you. You can do this right on your podcast app on your phone. It's super easy. It will only take one minute. Also, if you want to be part of my private community on Facebook, head over there to Faith fuel and fitness and I'll meet you inside or you can even head over to my website kellytian.com to get more inspiration and resources to keep you on your own climb thank you again and have a healthy and happy 